everyone, welcome back to the show. I know it's been a while. I missed you. I hope you missed me. So this week, I wanted to cover a really interesting topic that's been on my mind, and that is traction. Well, really, as a marketer, traction's on our mind all the time, but a specific topic within it called engineering as marketing, right? And for some of you, you may not have ever heard of that, and you're like, engineering as marketing? What the hell is that? You know, let me tell you about it. Um, so I, I was first introduced to this concept of engineering as marketing when I fell into the funnel of what was back then a startup, but now is a publicly traded multi-billion dollar success story, and that's HubSpot. And many, many years ago, I was a young marketer, and I needed to create a new website. And so, of course, back then, you know, uh, SEO, all these things were new to me. It was back in the early 2000s. And so I did some research on Google, and then I came across this thing called WebsiteGrader.com. I was like, what's that? So I, I went there and it was this this tool for free where I just pretty much put the link of my existing website, my email, and then it graded it. So I put it in and then it uh, provided a grade for me, right? And it, it you know, broke it down, you know, gave me a grade. I think back then, like my grade was like uh, 67 or something, right? So it's zero out of 100. So 67 was failing, right? And it told me about my SEO. It taught me about meta description, about security, about all these things. And more specifically, it had little links to very helpful blog articles that would um, help me. And this is WebsiteGrader.com. Those blog articles essentially took, or those links to those blogs took me to HubSpot's main website. And from there, I started clicking around and learning more. And so that was my first experience with HubSpot. And since then, I've become an avid fan user and, and, and if anything, a thief <laughs> of their strategies. But let's talk about engineering uh, that is marketing. Right? Engineering as marketing um, is, is something that I learned about, or at least I, I heard that term from uh, a book called Traction, How Any Startup Can Achieve Explosive Growth by Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Marison. And Gabriel Weinberg is the founder of DuckDuckGo, the search engine, which at the time when it launched was going to be competing directly with Google, which sounded insane for people. Like they were just like, you're going to get crushed. And obviously that didn't happen. He had a very successful acquisition um, and the company became, you know, wildly successful, right? And you know, to compete with a company like Google, what Gabriel had to figure out was like, okay, you know, as we build the product, we also have to do marketing at the same time because that's that's the biggest problem that every startup has is like, how do we get found, right? And the fact of the matter is that there's not, a, there's no intention for any customer to find you, right? They're too busy, they have problems to solve, right? And so getting found is very difficult, right? And you can, you can, uh, parallel that same problem with the issue of how do you get attention, right? And so Gabriel looked at this and decided like, okay, we need to find a channel for traction. And obviously with marketing, you know, yeah, it's great when you can say, hey, we're everywhere. You can't do that as a startup. You have to be very, very specific as to where you put your resources. And so Gabriel started uh, looking at different traction channels and he came up with um, the bullseye framework. So if you picture a bullseye, right? with uh let's say two rings and then the center is like a dot that's that's a, that's the uh, bullseye right on the outside ring there's about 19 different uh traction channels that he identified right things like non-traditional pr such as like a publicity sun traditional pr which is you know going through like blogs and, and media outlets uh search engine optimization 
uh, viral marketing, trade shows, um, you know, social media, paid sources like you know, uh, like like ads, offline ads. So he identified these different channels, and then of those, he came up with hypothesis, right? Which is okay. Of these nineteen some odd channels, right? Which of what what six do we think can we hypothesize that we can get traction around, right? So he put those six in the set in the in the next uh, ring of the bullseye, right? And he tested them, right? And while testing them, he he had to roughly answer these three questions: How much will this cost to acquire customers through this channel, right? You have to you have to figure that out. Number two: How many customers are available through this channel? And number three: Are the customers that I'm trying to get through this channel the kind of customers that I want right now, right? It's a very important question to answer. And then when he went to go test that, after that, when he hit the bullseye, you end up with three key traction channels. And these are quick experiments. And with those three, you double down on them. And eventually, you end up finding one. And most of the time in marketing and in any startup, you have one workhorse traction channel. Now, the mistake is to fully rely on that channel. Why? Because things change. So, for example, all the marketers who were heavily relying on Facebook and Instagram for for uh, for paid advertising, right? And for the most part, Facebook's algorithm was so damn good. You can literally just come up with just absolute garbage copy and creative, like not a really uh, persuasive ad. You you literally didn't have to know what you're doing. You just throw up an ad on there and let Facebook's algorithm figure it out and then find the people. Well, then iOS 14 update happened with Apple uh, with iPhone, and that just freaking wiped out everything. So now it just made things harder for all those marketers, right? And so that's why it's important to have different traction channels. But anyway, back to the point, right? Once you find that one main traction channel, you really focus on it. So let's go back to HubSpot. Right, and, and let me tell you a little story about how the website grader made HubSpot a multi-billion dollar company. It is still, till this day, one of the key traction channels for them. So HubSpot is a marketing automation software, and it's it's reached tens of millions, and actually, what am I talking about, tens of millions? It's, it's hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue uh, right now. And you know they actually just reached their one millionth customer, right? And when I say customer, they're a B2B company, right? So you can imagine how much money it is. They reached their one millionth company, uh, uh, one millionth customer just a few weeks ago. So, you know, one of the big keys to its success was this free marketing review tool, the company that, that uh, created, which was the Website Grader, right? So the story of Website Grader is really interesting. And I think if you listen to this, you'll, you can re- translate this to where you are right now. So in the early uh, days of 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 uh, HubSpot, when there were literally only three people at the time, and two of those three people were the founders. It was uh, uh, Brian Halligan, uh, the current CEO, and Darmesh Shah, who's a CTO. So Darmesh and Brian would would regularly sell, right? And a lot of these sales calls were like to friends of friends and and, and whatnot, right? And that's what you do as a startup. You know, the founders are always selling early on. And one of the initial steps in the sales process was for Darmesh and, and Brian to get a sense for how good a, a company's website was at inbound marketing, right? And inbound marketing was something that uh, HubSpot really popularized. And that's the idea of instead of outbound, which is your cold calling, trying to reach customers, you set up a way for that for customers to find you and they come to you. It's inbound. They're coming inbound to you, right? And so... Brian would constantly send uh, Darmesh all kinds of websites uh, that he wanted him to look at 
to determine if that customer was a good fit, right? This is now outbound marketing, right? You find somebody who's a good fit and say, hey, is this a good fit? And then let's figure out if they have a pain. That's very expensive to do. That's the old way of selling, right? So after a few days of doing this, uh, Dharmesh actually got really tired of going through the manual steps, which is like looking at Alexa, checking their page titles, checking their domain, etc. So he decided, like any engineer would, that he was just going to build an application to automate that process for him, right? Um, and on a you know sort of similar note, at the time he had also started angel investing, and so he used the same process to assess the marketing savviness of potential startups he was considering investing in. So it, it, it helped him develop this app. Right. Once the app website grader was built, right, and it, it's it's a website, um, and it really didn't take him more than a few days to come up with a with an initial version. He thought it'd be useful for other people, and so he registered websitegrader.com and made that available publicly, and then started collecting just email addresses for the app, and then just kept iterating on it. Okay, so fast forward, that website website grader has essentially generated more than. Four or five million websites at the time that Traction was written. Let me see. Traction was written back in 2015. Okay, so that's more than more than half a decade ago. Website Grader had three million uh, uh, websites that have used it. So I would triple, if not quadruple, that number. It might be even 10x at this point, right? And the reason why I think this is an important topic to talk about is that as marketers, we think of ways to capture leads, right? We think of like white papers and ebooks and whatnot. And those things are fine, but they're really not that interesting. They're not that valuable. And so I I think that what's an important thing to do is to consider engineering as marketing. So how do you start? Number one, team up with your sales uh, team, right? And talk to them and, and see what's the process they go through when it comes to pitching the customer, right? So how do they how do they establish authority and expertise with the customer? How do they provide value? How do they get the customer to go from thinking about it to acting on it, right? And so for you know for HubSpot in the early days, that process looked like well you know we have to evaluate their website etc. And that that's demonstrating expertise, right? So automate that process. How do you take it from uh, a step further and say okay if we automate this process and provide um, a customer with something valuable? How do we take it? Take them from thinking about something to acting on it, right? How do we how do we introduce a trigger? Well, with website grader, right? The trigger was the grade. We've all been in school, and we've been taught that if we have a low grade, we have to fix it. And God forbid, if our boss finds out, we definitely have to fix it, right? And so, introducing that grade on website grader, as you know, again, I don't think it's arbitrary because they they use really interesting, uh, uh, really valuable metrics. But still, let's just say it's a made up grade. You still say to yourself, you're like, how do I fix that, right? And then they engineer, a, in my opinion, a very interesting way of nurturing and segmenting the audience, right? Because the whole thing is that when you start getting more leads, you also want your sales team to um, find. Uh, uh, the leads that are going to be the closest towards conversion and spend the time on them, right? You, you can't send 100 leads to a salesperson. You got to send them, you know, 10, and then the other 90, marketing has to find a way to nurture them to a point of buying, right? And so, you know, backtracking for a second, you know, once you start understanding that process of how, uh, how a salesperson uh, sells to a customer, and more specifically, what a customer uh got interested in, then you can team up with the engineering and product team and say, hey, can we build something like this? And usually they can build something, you know, at like a minimally viable product rather quickly, 
right, to demonstrate some value. If you have something internally in your company that you use as a as an acquisition tool, like let's say an analysis or report, try and automate that. Try and provide that for free. Okay, make it as easy and frictionless as possible. Now, for HubSpot, after you get the website grade, right? Here's the next thing that they did that was fascinating, right? You get you enter your hyper your website, you put your email in, you see your grade, and it starts breaking down SEO, meta description, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Each one of those things had a a link to a blog article. So then I would go on a HubSpot and I would I literally started self-educating myself through HubSpot. And at the time, I didn't even know what HubSpot did. I just knew that they they provided this very valuable thing for me. So I learned about SEO through HubSpot. I learned about um, social media marketing actually. You know, and this is many many years ago. And so HubSpot, one of the things they invested heavily in was they they poured money into content. So it doesn't matter what it was. It could be like the top 5 hashtags to use on Instagram now. HubSpot wrote an article about it because they're trying to get more inbound. They're trying to provide value for free even if it was unrelated to the product. So how does that help them with sales? Well, once a customer ended up on their website and started learning more about SEO and everything, HubSpot has about I think 20 it was back then it was 25 so let's just, uh, they probably, they, I know they have more tools now, but let's just say back then it was 20, it was 25. So they have 25 tools that you can use to some extent a free version of, right? And as you're educate, as a customer is educating, use the HubSpot's uh, blog and for information, etc. they had access to these different tools. If someone used five of the 25 tools within 30 days of, of becoming, uh, let's say, a lead on HubSpot, however that is, whether it's downloading a white paper using Website Grader, et cetera, within 30 days, that's an indication that that is a very high intent buyer and likely to convert. Because if they're using five of the 25 free tools, it becomes very easy to convert them over. And that's pretty much how I got converted over into HubSpot um, later on in my career. And since then, I've been an avid fan uh, of their of their company, uh, of their technology, of their people, and, and more specifically, I steal like hell from them. I got to tell you, uh, uh, their um, uh, former uh, chief revenue officer Mark Roberts, he wrote a great book, Sales Acceleration Formula. Stole a lot of strategies from him. I see he has a new uh, ebook out called The Science of Scaling. I would look it up. Just look up uh, if you look up if you Google Science of Scaling and stage two capital, you'll go to their website and you'll see um, their, like the ebook download, or you can just go to YouTube and just put Science of Scaling, Marco Bears, and Mindloom. I did a review on that uh, ebook and you can see the amazing uh, frameworks that are in it. But my point is this, is that number one, start considering your sales process and think of your, think as a marketer, how can I team up with sales and, 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 and product, you know, or engineering, whatever you end up calling it, and how do we start how do we engineer some a, a free tool that helps us acquire customers, right? How do you do that? Because if you do that, then passively customers immediately find value. They 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 it establishes expertise with them, right? And more importantly, you'll learn something. It'll help you uh, uh, really develop a better relationship and start driving more inbound. And I think that's that's the whole key to marketing these days, right? Again, the problem of getting found and getting attention is really, really hard. And I think it starts by providing something for free that's valuable and in some ways may not be related to your product at all, right? But think about, you know, and I'm Turkish, uh, and so we, we, are, we are the masters, in my opinion, of trade. You know, we, 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 we invented the bazaar. 
how how does how was business done in the in the old world right it was it was based on trust it was based on hey let me let me do you this favor let me let me give you some advice let me point you in the right direction for free unrelated to the product that i that i'm selling right if you go to a bazaar in turkey and you talk to um Let's say you get lost and you you need help. You know somebody who has one of the little shops in the bazaar. They'll they'll point you in the direction of let's say uh, a, a, a vendor or a product you're looking for or or take your photo, whatever it is, because that's how you establish trust and relationship. And in some ways, you can demonstrate some expertise. Right? There's been plenty of times in Turkey when I went back and bought from a, a bazaar shopkeeper because I asked for let's say advice on like hey i'm looking for this product let's say it was uh, you know it, it's a product they don't even sell they would tell me what to look for in a product the prices etc they would demonstrate expertise in something unrelated to what they sold but that developed trust and so oftentimes when i wanted to buy a product that they happen to be selling i would say you know let me go back to that one bazaar vendor because like i trust them right uh, they have these they have they provided great advice and if they provided great advice on something unrelated to what they sell they'll probably do the same thing for what they sell Right. So anyways, that is sort of the lesson of the week I wanted to share. I hope you find it valuable. If you're not already, please uh, follow my YouTube channel, Mindloom with Omar M. Khatib. I do a book review every week there. And then, you know, connect with me. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm on all those. Just look me up at Omar M. Khatib. Khatib spelled K-H-A-T-E-E-B. So that's all for now. I will see you guys soon. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of The Mind Loom. For questions that you'd like to submit, please email mindloomboom at gmail.com. That's mindloomboom at gmail.com.